0: All right, I'm going to take it away today because my buddy, Rhett, is a little slow. He's not feeling so good. He's a little slow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're slow in general, but... <laughs> hey. Uh, <laughs> all right, well welcome to this week's episode of Game Dev's Quest. My name is Taylor. Joined by I'm... my good buddy uh... Red. <laughs> Thank you, Taylor. Yes, I'm Red. Uh we are the podcast uh chronicling the beginner's journey from game dev novice to hopefully something better than game dev novice. <laughs> uh we had a pretty good week i think um today we are both dead tired because yesterday we spent the entire day on our very first game jam and it was a lot of fun Uh, it was very challenging um i honestly haven't felt that destroyed mentally in a while but uh we'll talk about that made a little progress on our c-sharp game i think we might mention a little bit about that. Um, did a lot of Twitch streaming this week, which was fun. Uh, had some pretty cool interactions with the community. Um, so, yeah, we got a good episode lined up for you. Oh, so, Rhett, first off, how'd you do on your challenge last week? It was uh, I meditate. challenged you to meditate, yeah, once a day, right? Yeah. Um, which, which app did you uh, download, by the way? Calm. Calm,
1: cool. Um, which is the one that you actually recommended me to download. Um, mm-hmm. I know you were saying like you use Headspace or something, um, but yeah, I use uh... both of them
0: at, at oh, different cool. points. So
1: I was gonna look into the other ones, but then you texted me like later, like or y- yeah, you texted me like the next morning, and you're like, "Have you downloaded Calm yet?" And I was like, oh, fuck it, I'll download it right now." And of course, like I'm on Apple right now. And everything's a fucking challenge when I'm using it because it's like, you got to sign into your Apple account and do all this stuff. Like anytime I want to do anything, I swear to God, it's like, I need to take a picture or like send a text. It's like, sign into your Apple account. It's like, (laughs) God. So that irritated me, but I decided to just tackle it head on, get calm. And I did use it right away. Um, I was meditating early in the mornings, uh, like pretty much within an hour of waking up, Uh, I would. out in the living room and I'd sit on the floor um just you know doing that whole sort of thing and uh, what's really interesting is I thought that it would uh take like several tries before like I noticed any of the benefits but honestly like I think my first session was um like probably my best session so far um and I felt like and this is obviously could be power of suggestion um but uh, I definitely felt like I could feel some sort of benefit to it, like almost immediately, you know. Yeah, that's um, awesome. I, I
0: talked what to did you. you...
1: I... Go ahead. Sorry. No. Well, no, what was your question? I was
0: going to say, what did you? What were like the settings you used? Did you do guided meditation, unguided meditation? I know in in Calm, there's a bunch of different choices for like the soundscape that you have. I right. was like like rain, but I was curious um... to see what you used.
1: Honestly, I have not messed with the settings at all. Um, I did the guided, um, like, beginner's meditation, which is, like, the seven days of calm. Um, and in that, you meditate every day, and then they basically t- take you through, like, more technique of meditation. Um, like, on the second or third day, it's, like, they're teaching you how to do, like, what they call a body scan where you're taking your awareness and focus and just like running it, running it over like your whole body, like one portion at a time, mm-hmm. and trying to like familiarize yourself with like the sensations that are normal and maybe like the sensations that aren't necessarily normal. Um,
0: Did you find um, yourself like drifting a lot? Because I know when I lot. first started, yeah, it was hard to like really stay focused. Um, well.
1: Yeah, it's pretty. It's hard to stay focused, but it's interesting. I found the way my brain works. Like, I mean, I I know how my mind works. I mean, because I I do like thought experiments all the time, and I do do a lot of self reflection. And I'm always like kind of experimenting with my body and my mind. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like, just like little stuff. Obviously, like not injecting heroin into my cuticles or eyelids to like you know see what that's like but i mean like um trying like certain like different sorts of like sleeping rituals or like uh trying to like change habits a certain way of what i eat what i drink what i do how i do things and so i've noticed it like i've definitely uh, there are a lot of things that i do and I think that we all do, where you obviously enter into like a pseudo meditative trance.
0: Like, one is driving. Um. <laughs> yeah, like, you you drive for like a really long time, and you like arrive at your destination. And you're like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, ju- I just drove that. Like, I yeah, don't and you're like, I hope it. I
1: didn't murder anyone along the way. Like, you have yeah. <laughs> no recollection of the drive. You know, yeah. like that happens to people a lot of times. Um. I also can get into like a pseudo meditative trance when like and I think you've had this dude like when you're jamming music and you just oh, like yeah, man. everybody's vibing and just like hitting that groove dude like I swear to god that's like you know or or you do something you're doing something that you're familiar with and you're good at and like you get into that zone you know what I mean like mm-hmm. to me that's like similar to these like meditative trances that you can get into i mean i I, i'll call it a pseudo meditative trance because you're not really focusing inward but you're also just like kind of letting go um i don't know i didn't want to spend this much time talking about it but
0: um no i find it interesting because i um like just picked up meditation you know a while back and really haven't talked about it with anybody I know it's big, like I've read a bunch of people talk about their experience meditating and just how beneficial it is. So, Well, and cool. it's interesting
1: because at first I kind of like kept the fact that I was doing it kind of like secret from like other people mm-hmm. Um just because it's like, you know, like growing up in like the area that we did, it's like a very Christian area. Mm-hmm. And even though, uh, like, all of the my friends and family are very, like, progressive and, like, open-minded, like, there's still sometimes you can say and do things that just kind of, like, rub the grain of that, like, Christian upbringing in people. Yeah. And uh, they don't know really how to respond to it. And, like, meditation, like, when I was in high school, I heard a lot of people talking about it as, like not Christian. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though like, dude, I don't know if you've ever done the rosary, like in mass, <laughs> that's like basically a Catholic... meditation. Holy shit, dude. I love you... like, dude, I hate going to mass. I'm not Catholic. Um, but the town we grew up in is Catholic. Um, and, uh, so you go to a lot of funerals and a lot of weddings and things like that. And I actually really love doing the rosary. Like, Especially like, dude, and the <laughs> it sounds really stupid because I'm not very religious at all, but that priest just gets going in that like drone tone saying yeah. the same thing over and over. And you can just sit there and like
0: reflect and all that. Like that's meditation. Yeah. And so. Well, and oftentimes um, <laughs> in meditation, they some people will, will just pick one word. Like for their session, they'll pick a word. Maybe it's like a feeling or you know, something like that. Uh, and they'll just say it over and over and over. And eventually, yeah. just like you're saying, it it's kind of like a drone and you don't even realize that it's happening and you fall into this kind of, you know, not really trance-like state, but kind of, you know what I mean? Right. So,
1: well, and that's like, you know, that's uh, really common, like, you know, because I do a lot of writing and uh, one of the books I've been working on for a really long time Uh, takes place in India, and so I've, like, learned a lot about Hinduism, also Buddhism and stuff, and, uh, yeah, you know, you say you pick a word um, that's called a mantra, a mantra, Mantra, and and, uh, I discovered that a lot of, like, the stereotypical mantras that people know of are actually specific to certain, like, Hindu deities. Hmm. Um, Like, I could be 100% wrong on this, but, like, the typical, like, Oh, you know, like that thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: I think that, God, I could be wrong, but I think it's Ganesh. Like, I think that's his mantra, how you evoke him in meditation.
0: <laughs> well, that's probably why meditation gets a bad rap. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, because other religions do it yeah. and like they don't know how to fucking perceive it. Um,
0: yeah. Cool. But
1: uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, there was something else I wanted to say about it earlier, but I, I did forget. I obviously I did kind of fail my challenge. That's one thing I forgot to mention. I didn't do it every day. I did miss uh Wednesday.
0: Um, shame, shame. <laughs> but Well, we talked about this already, but you were you were pretty good. You I mean, I challenge you to do it every day, but I just wanted you to try to make it, you know, a semi regular thing, at least this week. And maybe yeah. maybe you like it enough where it carries over, so Yeah, I think
1: I'm gonna definitely keep trying. I mean, yeah. because even, like, the feeling that I get from it, like, especially, like, within the first, like, half hour after kind of coming out of it, is, um, it's really fun, and uh, I don't know, I'm always interested, I mean, <clears throat> as stupid as this makes me sound, like, I'm always interested in, like, things that kind of, like, alter your bodily state, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes me sound like a fucking tweaker or something, but... <laughs> but so, like being able to flip that switch, like in your mind is like really interesting to me. Um, yeah. And I always come out of it just feeling like very relaxed and like I've, I told Taylor before, it makes my mind feel like very languid kind of like spongy, but in a good way. Yeah. Um,
0: well, good. Uh, damn yeah. it. I
1: remembered, I just remembered what I was going to say about it earlier and now I forgot oh. again.
0: <laughs> uh, see, I told you you're slow just kidding (laughs) I know um well if you think about it we can come back to it but let's uh let's get into the thick of things um I failed my challenge by the way I was going to try to watch Midnight Diner that uh Japanese show but uh didn't get around to doing it I was uh or I did practice Japanese every morning um this week as I have been for the last couple of months so um I don't I don't think that necessarily counts, but at least I had that going for me. It kind of counts.
1: I did say like kind of, you know, I said cool. steep into some culture. I did yeah. mention specifically Midnight
0: Diner, but uh right. Anything counts. Okay, well fine. I I succeeded and you failed for missing one day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like how you turned that, man. Makes me feel better about myself. Well,
1: you know, hey, like, I just want everybody to be a
0: winner, like...
1: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, let's get into it. Um, Game Jam. Our first Game Jam. Yeah. The Climate Game Jam. Actually, technically, it was the Arctic Climate Game Jam. On
1: climategamejam.org. Uh,
0: yep. Uh, basically... It actually was going on. That's why we picked it. Um, it was going on this week from like the 23rd through the 30th. Um, so it's not like we were just making up what we were doing. You know, we were actually following that. And the the idea was basically that you develop a game, and it didn't necessarily have to be a a video game. It could be a board game or anything like that. But something that is um, focused on Arctic climate change specifically. Um, and it, it's kind of a way to promote um, being more knowledgeable about climate change, just more aware, promote awareness about it. Um, and uh, I feel like, I mean, we didn't we didn't complete the game jam. We started at 8 a.m. And we basically worked all the way through until 5 p.m. Um, and then from there, I mean, by that time, honestly, both of us, I feel like we're just exhausted. Um, so I don't know if it would have been useful even for us to go farther, but we did, uh, we did stop then we had, you know, we have our families to look after and stuff. So, uh, I think nine hours was a pretty good attempt and we have a pretty cool idea that we're still going to be working on, hopefully finish before the 30th when the game jam is, is over. Um, but Rhett, why don't you talk a little bit about our idea? We came up with our brainstorming session. And, I don't know, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, so, um, obviously, like Taylor said, it was the Arctic Game Jam. And we were thinking a lot about, we really wanted to, like, contain scope and everything. Because, like, we only really had set aside the one day. Shit, hang on. Um, Sorry, my headphones were falling off. Um, We only really had the one day, so, and we tried our best to really not talk about it or like plan anything ahead of time just like to be in the spirit of the game jam which i'm all for because i think uh like restraints like that like spawn um spawn inventiveness and ingenuity and creativeness and i think in this case it did i was really really pleased uh with the idea we came up with and basically we kicked around a lot of ideas and we were kind of thinking like okay well this goal this game should have like one goal maybe even just like one mechanic you know whether it's like you're just pressing forward or like the space bar or whatever to like jump across a thing or do whatever but for some reason we got stuck on the mountain which is a game it's kind of like 21st century pet rock you don't really do anything there's just this mountain that's floating in this void and every once in a while things land on it or grow on it it'll rain or have a storm um, and there's no real objective to this game other than to see what happens. And so we thought about, like, what if we did a game like that, where there's not really an objective? But then we took it even a step further, and we're like, well, what if the objective of the game is to not play? And we were being, like, such shysters when we were talking about this. We're like, ha-ha, wouldn't that be stupid? Like, you know, just like, what a stupid idea. And then we kept thinking, it's like, actually, that's a pretty good idea.
0: Well, yeah, it was, like, it, it started off you know we were thinking about arctic theme and the first thing that comes to mind is like polar bears right polar bears and ice right and uh so we're thinking all these things well oh maybe like your character is a polar bear and you have to like you know run away from like the melting ice and like you know if you hit the water then you die or something or you know maybe there's this this kind of top-down view where uh the ice you're on like an ice patch or whatever and the ice is melting and you have to like find a way to, you know, fill the holes or whatever. Um, but it kind of got to this point where we were like, well, other people are going to be doing like polar bears. Like, er you know, everybody's going to have a polar bear in their game probably. And then Rhett threw up this idea about, well, like, well, we, we started talking about like, what about like the politics of it or whatever, like, or, you know, just, uh, you know, people people having an influence over the climate um, by their actions, but not really realizing what they're doing and not really caring what they're doing. And so we got into kind of this avant-garde spirit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so Rhett, like, mentioned the game The Mountain, um, which is a very odd experimental game. And so then the idea came up of, like, what if we just had a screen where there's an iceberg in the screen and the more you play it the more the iceberg melts um basically meaning like by playing this game you're having a negative effect on the environment so be cautious what you do you know like be aware of your actions and the consequences that result from those actions um so at first it started out like a joke, but then it was kind of like, well, this is an interesting kind of political statement. Um and I think it would probably like separate us from other entries, you know?
1: Yeah, so, I agree.
0: And I mean, and the know, scope was really small. Yeah, we thought, at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that was that was what was great about it cuz we kept we kept thinking of it like a joke and we're like, "Haha, like, you know, what a stupid idea and all this sort of stuff. But then the more we approach it and it's like, well, that is a really good political statement about climate change. And not that we're well, whatever we are really political. So who are we hiding, hiding that from? <laughs> um, but I was going to say like, not that we're trying to like push an agenda or whatever, but, uh, I think both of us feel pretty strongly that like climate change is like kind of one of the, it's like the problem that our generation faces, like mm-hmm. the problem that our generation faces. Right. And, um,
0: well, and coming from a community that we grew up in, like I grew up like scoffing at the idea of climate change, you know, cause everyone watches Fox news and everybody like is very conservative, but like, you know, a lot of people just think that climate change isn't real. Where we grew up and you know that so that rubbed off on me i don't know if it did for you but i remember <clears throat> watching yeah, a like bit. a. I i watched like this glenn beck special after uh oh what was al gore's document inconvenient the, truth yeah an inconvenient truth after that came out like glenn beck put out this kind of response documentary to it and he talks about how uh dramatized the documentary is and how people are getting rich off of this idea of like climate change and stuff and i just ate it up like you know and <laughs> i went to college like basically being like a climate denier climate change denier like you know the idea that humans had impact over the climate was like ridiculous to me but that's just what i was fed and so after doing actual research on it like of course I found that climate change is real, you know, and it's impacted by humans directly. Um so there's that that side for me. And now that I feel like more enlightened or like before, you know, what I believed was kind of a lie, like I feel like I have to kind of make up for that, you know. And now now that's one of the biggest things I think about when it comes to Politics is like, you know, dismantling the EPA, bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also on a, like a micro scale, I am much more cognizant about like recycling and using less, not wasting things. Like we as a society are just so wasteful, and it and it infuriates me. I, you know, I go out like going out to eat with coworkers or whatever, or you know, just seeing people around and they leave like piles of food on their table actually really gets under my skin, you know, and I was, I was made fun of at my last job because like people would not save their leftovers and I'd be like, dude, box it up. I'm going to eat it for you. You know, uh, I mean, free food for one thing, that's pretty cool. And then also, um, just not being wasteful, you know, and same thing with like recycling, and stuff like people just are lazy like even where i live you know people choose to throw cardboard into the garbage when all they would have to do is open the cardboard bin and put it in there it's like are you that lazy to move you know five feet and lift a lid just do it you know it's Um, really
1: strange because like my wife bailey she is um studying public health And she's currently getting her master's in public health. And one of the things that they explain in it, because public health is kind of a broad term, um, because it could have to do with any, like, there are public health initiatives in the United States that you would have no idea are related to public health. Because you think about it, and a lot of public health people are like epidemiologists, like they track diseases or that sort of thing. Um, But like seatbelts is one um, you know, sanitation practices are another like sewers and stuff. Um, she gave me another one that like people just don't think about, but, but the point is, is that, um, one thing that they talk about a lot in public health is that your public health initiatives or policies like need to like the, the inconvenience of it or like the perceived inconvenience of it needs to outweigh the perceived threat of it (laughs) of like what you're trying to protect from yeah (laughs) which is why like for so long like seatbelts were such a difficult thing for people to get on board with like how many people do we know that are like i don't wear a seatbelt because i don't want to be told what to do (laughs) <laughs> or like shit like that, and it's like yeah. they' never met anyone who was thrown from a windshield and killed or anything like that right, and uh I think it's like it carries over into every part of our life is like because global warming is this thing that like we can't necessarily like perceive on our on our own, like I mean sure we you and I have like the knowledge and the and the moxie I guess to like go out and like maybe. Find an experiment we can run on our own and be like, "Oh shit! Like, yeah, this could be a real thing." Mm-hmm. But then there are a lot of people who are scientifically illiterate or something like that,
0: or there's just <laughs> a lack of of trust for science, which I find odd. I it, find odd as well. It's you drive it's a car and shoot a gun. These days.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like any uh, science is all around, and it's I you know, and it's so crazy because. A lot of people who deny climate change, like, I don't, never mind. I don't want to get embroiled in, into what I was going to say, but, <laughs> okay. but it's this, it's this kind of like, uh, you know, God, why can't I think of words today? But <laughs> global sorry, warming, is like, it's like this distant threat and like, whether or not yeah. you believe it, it like kind of feels like a problem for the next generation or the generation after that. Right. It was kind of like gas you know gasoline shortage it always felt like well whatever i'm just gonna drive the car and then they keep finding more oil so then you don't really think that it's gonna be a problem you know it's like i remember growing up in the 90s and they're like by 2020 like we're not gonna have any gasoline anymore because we like there's we're gonna run out like i don't think that we'll run out in my lifetime anyways but i wish we'd quit using it (laughs) for
0: real yeah um yeah, it's a very disheartening topic um, which I don't know, I could talk about for a long time, but um I guess point being uh, you know, the idea of our game was uh, I think probably more political than we would have thought we would have chosen to do. Um Well, and it's and it's political in
1: a very like friendly way. You yeah, know what I mean? Like very which subtle. is what I really liked about it because yeah. You don't get anywhere shoving things down people's throats at all, mm-hmm. um, and I think if it's just like one of those things, like if a couple people played it and they're like, "Oh, I get it," then like we did our thing and we did it in like a non-abrasive way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and there's still discussion about how we'll go about doing that. Like one idea was we just plop them into the game world and then they're just kind of sitting there watching the the ice melt and they're kind of like, okay, well, like what the heck, you know? And, uh, or, you know, let them kind of figure figure out that them just playing the game is causing this effect or whether or not we should kind of just prompt them and say like, you know, right at the beginning of the game, like you could exit now and save this like, uh, iceberg or not, you know, it's up to you, but Like you have to make the decision and there are consequences for that decision that you just made. Um, So I'm not sure that the exact direction we'll finish with, but um, the other other thing was, you know, part of the reason we picked something so simple was that we are not well-versed with Unity and Unity is what we chose to use for this one. Right. Um, We've done, I know we both have done share of tutorials but probably like less than 10 hours of work with the tutorials and they weren't the ones that um we've done so far weren't in the exact same context like I I feel like the biggest challenge we had was working with animations um and I just kind of assumed it would be a very like simple and trivial kind of thing to do but you have these different these whole like systems designed around how animations work and honestly like i spent probably four hours yesterday just like messing around with it and not getting it to work the way we wanted to um so that was a little bit disheartening and i think that's what really exhausted me um but we did some more research last night and i think we are going to be able to do it um Well, we did a good job, you know, we didn't get too bogged
1: down with it. I mean, we really, I mean, we did, but we were (laughs) able to create a lot of assets and stuff as well.
0: Yeah, that was the most fun I had was the brainstorming was really fun. Um, The, I had a lot of fun doing the the art, the pixel art. Um, And also just like the community that joined us, like, at at one point we had almost twenty people like watching concurrently, like at the same time. Um and then like over the span of the day we probably had like a hundred and fifty people join us and just kinda yeah. hang out with us. Whether that was for three minutes or like you know, there were a couple people that stayed in the room for like the entire day. Yeah, um, there's one
1: guy who was at least there for eight hours. Like yeah. I shit you not, right? Like he was one of the first ones on there
0: yeah uh yeah shout out to uh Anthony underscore y uh he was in there the whole time he was giving us a lot of help once we hit unity too um like we were uh at first when he was there he was just kind of joking around and having a good time and we were laughing with him and stuff but once we hit unity he really was trying to help us like figure out how things worked and gave us some interesting ideas like he he ended up it was kind of funny like i did not expect anyone to be as involved as he he got with us like he ended up writing us some scripts that we we ended up like putting into the game and like trying out and it'd be like we couldn't figure out an error or something and he'd be like oh let me just rewrite this thing in the script you know <laughs> yeah. so that was pretty cool um another guy towards the end he was probably in there for an hour or two swift karma uh came in and gave us some some interesting pointers to helped us kind of understand the animation a little better than we did um so it's just a lot of fun. That that whole aspect was really cool. It was fun. Like the whole point of the podcast is like us learning and they helped us learn, but it's also about like generating a community that is, is also interested in game development and learning. And I think with that experience yesterday we really achieved our goal in that front. So that was pretty cool. Um Yeah, what were you gonna say, Rhett? <laughs> Oh, I was just taking a deep
1: breath. Um I I did have a lot of fun and I will say that yesterday was as tiring as it was and as irritated as we were at certain times that we couldn't get things to work. Like yesterday was probably the most fun I've had since l- deciding to s- embark on my own game dev's quest, if you will. Um <laughs> you know, and uh, I don't know why that is, like, I don't know why it was, you know, because it was filled with just, you know, roadblocks and obstacles every step of the way, but, like, even though I'm a total scrub, like, yesterday I felt like a real game developer, like, even though we didn't get that far, I was, you know, still learning a lot, and, um, And, you know, like, we did all that pixel art, we made some music, we did all this um, other stuff, like, other than actually trying to, like, get our game to function. And, uh, And I don't know, it was fun having a goal that we, like, you know, had agreed on, and a goal that we both thought was really fun, a goal that we both felt pretty passionate about, and then, like, taking steps to, like, work through it. And it's, like, even though at the end of the day, like, we didn't really have, like, a tangible product at the end, we had all these little pieces that... I fucking loved looking like a dude. I showed off that gif of the freaking iceberg floating to like anyone who would look at it yesterday. I was like, here's
0: <laughs> what we did.
1: And they're like, I don't get it. I'm like, we made that. Yeah. And they're like, okay. <laughs> uh, like they don't understand like how much work went into it, you know? Like,
0: yeah. but, uh, well, I don't know. It was a lot of fun going to back to art. Like, cause we did, like I mentioned, we learned a lot about animation Um, and we really struggled through it to learn it, but going to back to pixel art, I had a lot of fun, like describing what I was doing. And I think that people showed a lot of interest in just watching us do pixel art. Um, that was when we had the most viewers. Um, and so it was cool, like giving the tips that I had learned about pixel edit. Um, but also I did learn a lot as well. Like I learned more about the tile system, um, about like creating references to a tile instead of creating copies to a tile. Like I was having this problem where um, I put in like, you know, the same kind of like iceberg shape on two different tiles. And when I edited one, it would edit on both of them. And that was because I was using a reference to the iceberg instead of a copy. And so I learned how to overcome that. You basically just insert a copy. Um, And uh learning that was my more... first real time using
1: Pixel Edit either. Like I know I have it. I mean I guess I made my little spaceship thing when you challenged me a couple of weeks ago on Pixel mm-hmm. Edit. Um but it was actually the animator is a little uh less like intuitive, I think, than Marmoset Hexels, but like once you get the hang of it, like it was a lot of fun and because you can see everything right there. Like I think Pixel Edit has pretty good workflow yeah. in that regard. And uh, if my mouse had been working a little better, I think, like, a lot of the shortcuts and stuff, like, it was also a little difficult fucking doing it. I did it through TeamViewer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> he was like... in my computer doing it. Um, But, uh, the, like, that was the first time, like, I don't know. I mean, I made penguins, which I get it. Penguins aren't in the Arctic. Suck a dick. Um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i made a little penguin that actually like turned out pretty good i made like a little walking animation a little flap animation for his wings like yeah dude it was cool um and honestly that's probably like the most i've ever done with like pixel art which felt really good to like see an end product that like wasn't the best but you know if it was on a small little iceberg like you wouldn't be able to tell you know yeah. so it'll i think it'll work out just fine um not that we have to use penguins cuz they're not in the arctic Taylor. Well I just couldn't okay. I they were like make a polar bear and I was like I'll start with something
0: easier. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. Yeah, it was cool though. Like we also learned about uh layering and using opacity. Opacity? How do you say that word? Opacity, right? I think both are correct. Oh. Um Yeah, we we basically had part of the iceberg that was submerged underwater and so we used opacity to make it look like it was underwater which was cool um yeah this week I actually did quite a bit on pixel art I tried to do a uh, pixel dailies uh, as much as I could I didn't do yesterday's though since we were game jamming but that's been fun um if you get a chance like definitely try doing pixel dailies I I basically spent my lunch hours at work working on pixel art and i like it's a contained like 45 minute chunk basically that i have to work on a on a pixel daily and uh you know you don't really know what you're going to get from because the topic changes every day and then you don't really know what you're going to draw but you just wing it and eventually you get something that's kind of cool and you learn about pixel art and what looks good and different tools you can use and all that kind of stuff. So, um, definitely recommend checking that out. I, uh, we followed Pixel Dailies on Twitter, but I find it kind of hard to find the, the actual theme of what it is. So I usually just Google Pixel Dailies and it'll show the tweet, the original tweet they tweeted out that day that shows the theme. Um, yeah, because it kind of gets buried. Yeah. Um,
1: you can all, I think Instagram is a good one too. If you, oh, okay. I don't know if you ever use Instagram, but I don't, but. Um, Instagram and Twitter, are like my two favorite social media platforms. So,
0: yeah. Um. um, well maybe that's, maybe that's a challenge I should give you this week, Red right, Is to do a pixel daily each day. I know that's a lot. Each but, day. Um, Jesus. I don't know, I just pile <laughs> Why are all mine seven day challenges, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I lost my challenge last week because of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or, or do, like, Pixel Daily every other day or two times a week or something. I don't know, just to get you in there and, and get going on learning pixel art. And, and honestly, like, I come, come at this from a programming background, but after yesterday and uh, just doing pixel art more regularly, I'm finding myself having more fun doing the pixel art than the programming
1: well, you're really good at it. Like dude, the way you Thank jumped you. <laughs> in with that fucking iceberg yesterday. I was like like to see you do it cuz like I've seen your end product a lot. Like all, you know, you post it on the Google Drive and stuff, but to see you start from a blank canvas to then like making something that turned out really good, I was like, "Oh shit." Like I mean, you approach it just like a fuck like any artist I've ever watched do it, you know? So, huh cool <laughs> um like kudos to you I mean the iceberg turned out great like see when I do pixel art like I don't know I just did I don't have the same approach um well and like my, my mind is like works like more geometrically so it's like like I start everything with like a s- rectangle or a circle tool you know what I mean and like yeah. that's where I start from and I create a symmetry that I can like work off of
0: yeah well really but, honestly it really helped watching 8 bits tutorials. Because I basically am copying my techniques from the way that he does it in his tutorials. And it's crazy watching him because he just has the, the pen tool or whatever. And he'll just start going like freeform, You know, he's like, yeah, I think this will look kind of like this. And, and he starts off with like just black. He puts like a background down and then he does like black or like some solid color. And he just like draws some kind of shape. And then he's constantly tweaking that little shape to make it look like whatever he's trying to draw. And then he adds like outlines and different colors and then shading. And so it's like a real process and watching him do it. I mean, I watched all of his pixel pixel art tutorials. There's like 16, uh, videos and they're each like between like five and maybe 15 or 20 minutes. Most are like 10 and, uh, just seeing him do it was so helpful. Um, and I think it honestly made me better at doing pixel art. So That's I'm gonna have to check that out. I I, sh- I should have done it sooner. I mean I've
1: seen his some of his stuff but I haven't like studied his tutorials, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Well and uh, it's one of those that, things cause...
0: too, like it's it's an easy watch. Like you don't have to do it with him. You just watch him do it and like you'll pick up on little things. And yeah. then the next time you try to do like your pixel daily, you try to apply that, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I can't recommend it enough. And I've been also now that I'm more interested in it, I've been watching other people's um, like speed runs and stuff. And like, there's this other guy, I can't remember what his name is, but um, I watched him make this whole tile set where he uh, made kind of this islandy landscape. But he first he starts by making kind of like these this tile set, and then he uses the tiles to actually build the landscape was really cool and seeing how he uses Pixel Edit as well and seeing how he uses the tiles was really awesome. I, I like I understand a little bit more about how it works and I can see the potential of how you could really just use that to be like a landscape designer for 2D games, you know? Yeah. So it's pretty awesome.
1: Um That was the um that was the other fun thing yesterday is that like you can definitely see um I, uh, shit, what was I gonna say like you could just see like the range of skills that like goes into making a game, and so you can like I feel like it made me helped me appreciate like smaller teams like even more, you know right. what I mean like
0: yeah, definitely dude yeah there's there's so much I mean like we started off just doing like game design, and like a bigger studios like that's a whole job as being a game designer, you know. Figuring yeah. out the mechanics, figuring out like the theme and the story and that kind of stuff. Then you have like your artists and, you know, if you're doing 3D, you have like your modelers, you have your rent or your riggers and all that kind of stuff. And then if you're then you have your programmers and and you have your music designers and all that stuff. So it was it was kind of interesting. Like we started off together just kind of working on everything and then we split off. I did kind of more more on art and then programming and Rhett like really tackled the music, which I think, I know we're not finished yet, but I think the idea was really cool. Um, and the sounds that you, you got out of it were really cool. Um, I just picked sounds that were
1: named after things having to do with ice. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not. Really? Like, that's like kind of where I went. Yeah. That's awesome. It's fun. you didn't hear it, but there was another idea I was working on that was more of kind of like a like a lounging by the beach with like a drink with an umbrella in it type thing, like. And I was like, it could be an ironic thing, but I actually I ended up really enjoying like the more mysterious stuff that I was making, like the more ambient, atmospheric, like yeah. mysterious,
0: like exploring a magical ice cave type right. sounds. Well, and the music is gonna be huge because there's not a lot of interactivity. You know, you're kind of just in this like game space basically. Yeah. And uh, the music, just like just like movies or whatever, if you ever watched a movie without the score, it would not oh. feel as dramatic at all. You know. No. So, like the what we were going for, and maybe you could speak more to this, is we want to the atmosphere to come out through the music but we also want the action of the ice melting to feel kind of stressful yeah and uh we can emphasize that with the art but it i almost feel like it's more it could be more emphasized by the music
1: i agree and that's kind of what i went for and and you guys i guess i could post some of this shit so they can kind of hear it and understand and see what we're talking about but yeah uh... You know, that was kind of the idea with, like, the distressful, like, almost, like, whale sound that I created in that one. Just kind of, like, a a little bit more distressful sounds. and, And then we'll see. I think, like, the closer it gets, like, I'll start adding, like, more of that style stuff. Like, I didn't want to get too musical with it. I ended up kind of the intro music was a little bit more musical just so that people had something to hear when they first started. Um, even though it's like very laid back. And then I ended up, there was a couple ideas where I like, I I ran with some stuff and I was like, what if I added more structure to it as it got like closer and did all this stuff. And I ended up actually really not liking that. Uh, One of those riffs that I sent you, I was just like, this is bullshit. I don't even know why I made (laughs) that. I like spent so much time on it. I was like, this is stupid. Um, Nah, it's all good, man. Um, And I have like a really bad problem. Like when I'm working on stuff, like I get distracted, like I'll start making a riff and, and then you get so zeroed in on it, like you forget how it fits into like the larger picture. And then mm-hmm. when you're done, like you realize like what you made doesn't fit into the larger picture, <laughs> um, which is kind of what happened with that.
0: Well, it's all experimental. I mean, you don't really know until you try it. Just like yeah. just like the whole game jam. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, which, by the way, I was actually just looking at my calendar And I think um, the end of May is going to be a good time for me to do another Game Jam if you wanted to try it. Yeah, it might be down. I know we're both exhausted. Like, I don't think I could do that every week (laughs) or whatever. But I think we kind of talked about periodically doing these just as kind of like a litmus test or a way to kind of showcase the skills that we've gained from Game Jam to Game Jam. Yeah. Like, I feel like the one of the biggest things I got out of this was just realizing how much there is to know about Unity and how little I actually know. Because, um, like, when it comes to C Sharp in general, like, I feel like we got a pretty good handle on it. Like, we're making our, our C Sharp game, the console app, from scratch, and we've made some pretty dang good progress on it. But then you switch over to Unity, and it's like, I mean, you're using C# Sharp for the basic syntax, but pretty much everything you're going to use is proprietary. You know, it's like learning a whole new language, um, and that's where we really got stuck. I feel like in the scripting part was like, I just I didn't think a- after doing the tutorials, I didn't think it would be much different or very hard to like remember what we did or anything. Yeah. But it was just like demoralizing. Yeah,
1: it was, dude. It was um, definitely Mm -hmm. like, you know, first time in battle and just like watching your troops get like mowed down in front of you, you know, like Starship (laughs) Troopers, dude. It's like literally when they land on the bug planet and then everybody just dies. Like that's what (laughs) happened to
0: us. (laughs) Uh, At least in that aspect, like it's funny because I thought my biggest strength was going to be programming yesterday. Like I feel like you know, I've done enough programming to where I I had a handle on it. But the part where we shined the most, I feel like, was our art and our music. The the yeah. part when <laughs> our when our stream really started getting stale was when we were sitting in Unity and we're kind of like, well, I don't know how to do this. How do we do this? Let me Google it for a while. And then somebody in the chat's like, well, try this. And then we try it, and it's like okay that's not working they're like well you have to click on this checkbox that's right in front of your face or whatever you know it's like oh you mean i have to drag and drop it here not there or whatever you know (laughs) i just just felt like an idiot at times but yeah but it was very eye-opening it makes me want to learn unity much more than i did Um, yeah i I,
1: agree with that
0: I, i feel a lot more urgency about it too i don't know about you but like before, it's kind of like, oh, you know, we're learning programming. We've got this cool thing going on. Um, Unity yeah. Unity is easy, right? So like we'll learn that when we want to. And then now yeah. we try it and it's like, oh, snap, dude. Like, Right. I agree. Like um, definitely kind of feel the
1: same way. And, uh, and I see how powerful a tool it is. And I... I don't think that I ever believed that using Unity before, like, especially in the other tutorials and stuff, I don't believe that I thought it was a waste of time. But after yesterday, I definitely feel not that way. Like, I feel like it would be a good use of time for me to obviously keep practicing my code, but to also familiarize myself even more with Unity. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because it's such a powerful tool right now, and it's not going to be around forever um it'll probably be around for a while though especially in the indie scene right exactly i mean you know i guess the unreal engine has been around for a while and all that sort of stuff um but i guess i mean like it's not going to be a tool that i mean it'll be around for several more years at least obviously if not longer and uh you know how many people are using it and all that stuff it's only going to continue to get better until something better comes out you know right um but it just it really cemented the fact that I actually really do want to learn how to use it just because it is important right like it is important to know the tool in which you work you can be a great artist but you sit down at photoshop like you got to learn photoshop even if you're a great
0: artist um so yeah I uh, think I think that's my biggest takeaway from yesterday like my takeaways are I really actually enjoy doing art a lot um, I'm getting more confident in my abilities with art and I want to keep pursuing that. But from a technical standpoint, I seriously have to get more uh, serious about Unity. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be kind of something I'm going to try and hit hard on my own. Like I mentioned, uh, doing the the tutorials on, um, on Unity's website, I still want to hit that hard. Last night I started doing the uh, 2D roguelike, which actually had some really useful information about how animation works in uh, in Unity, especially because that project is 2D. It directly correlates to how we were what we were doing. Um, but I want to hit those hard, and then once we get through some of those, I want to get back to our our U, uh, Udemy course because um, I think we'll yeah. get a lot out of it.
1: Yeah, I mm. I can agree with that. So um, <clears throat> I definitely am going to do the same. I think I'm going to hit the tutorials. I might even, I don't know, I was thinking about kind of just glossing over some of the Udemy course that we've already done. Right. Just to like kind of refresh on it because like uh-huh. I felt like there was a lot of stuff that we had learned that uh-huh. would have been useful yesterday. But I just agree. like for the life of me, like can't recall it. So right. Um, I might go do that.
0: Yeah. I definitely don't want to take away from our game that we're actually like just a straight C sharp game we're making because I am still um really interested in that and I I wanna keep pursuing that. I think outside of us learning Unity, I think that should be our main project that we work on. Right. Like right. once we once we finish this game jam, I want that to be back in the forefront. But I also want us to actively be pursuing understanding Unity more. Like, especially if we do another game jam in a month or two, I want to be much more fluent in Unity.
1: Right. And be able to, like, I mean, uh, it was kind of like the demoralizing aspect of it was that we picked a game that was so simple and (laughs) so straightforward to make and design and couldn't finish it. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. um, it'd be great to be able to, like, you know, take it a step further next time and be like, all right, here's our mechanic. You jump and you got to jump through this puzzle or you got to jump and do this thing. Mm -hmm. Um, or you, I don't know, whatever the mechanic might be. And, uh, and then be able to actually like implement that. Like, could could you imagine if we decided to do like the frogger thing that we were talking about? God. Yeah. We would not have been able to
0: do it. Yeah. Yeah. We picked the simplest idea and it was still too hard for us. (laughs) (laughs) So, which,
1: hey, Kudos to us, though, so.
0: Yeah, we, we gave it our best. Um, going forward, like what I want to do before the end of the game jam, I mean, having the, the extra assets like the penguins or if we do like a whale or something, I think that's really cool and we should try to get to it. But the first thing that's most important is figuring out how to transition from scene to scene or like, you know, minute one animation to minute two animation and
1: we should um create the whole foundation of the game create the whole game make it playable with just the iceberg and then go and add like the flavor exactly
0: yeah so and that will probably take a while by itself um we'll have to get the transition down how how it kind of changes animation states and then once we figure that out, then it's a matter of just finishing the actual sprite sheets for the different like levels of the iceberg being melted, and then the music. And once we can do that, then then we add in like the, um, you know, like interactivity where they can exit the game and things like that. So, agreed. So that's the next step. And I think we can hit that this by the thirtieth. We'll just, we'll just have to see. I agree. Well,
1: anything else you wanted to talk about before we before we sign off and or do our challenges and sign off and all that? Uh, let's see.
0: Yeah, I mean, we did make some progress on our C Sharp game this week. Um, we did a stream of it, which was kind of our first taste into streaming. Oh, that was another thing. I, I got uh, Twitch set up on my PC. This week and we were just streaming risk of rain and it was the worst thing ever like I was getting 80% frame drop um, so I got really fed up we have Comcast Internet which everyone who has Comcast knows that they're the worst um, and we were we basically at we had 25 megabits down one up and the one up just could not do twitch. So we actually upgraded our internet this week to 100 down and 5 up. It was only an additional 10 bucks, which I thought was cool. Might only be for a year or whatever, but not bad. Um, And it was totally worth it. I had I also figured out that I had um, a setting enabled on my router, quality of service, which limited the upload speed to one megabit per second. So I had to fix that. And once I did that, like. We seriously streamed for nine hours yesterday and I didn't drop a single frame. Yeah. So that was was pretty cool. I'm really happy about that. Um, But uh, after I got that fixed, we streamed C-sharp programming on our game. And that too, I mean, we had like between five and 10 people in the the channel for most of the time and people were um, asking us questions and offering suggestions. And I think it was just kind of a precursor to the game jam of how fun it, it was to stream and have the have the community going so that was cool uh, we made a little bit of progress on the blackjack game which is uh going pretty well so i'm excited to, to get back to that and, and keep getting that worked out um also this week we last week we had hit 100 followers on twitter uh which was awesome but this week we have around 170 so yeah Moving on up in the numbers, which is fun. I like I like that more people are following us and getting interested in what we're doing. It makes me want to do this even more. So good, yeah. But otherwise, uh, that pretty much sums up the week for us. I think, unless you had anything else you wanted to mention.
1: Uh, no, I think I'm covered. Um, this week pretty much revolved around just uh, mentally preparing for the game jam. And, um, and you know, that sort of thing.
0: We didn't so, get an episode
1: did... out this week, though, did we? <laughs> um, No, but I uh, technically stealing, I yeah. still have, like, a couple days left. Uh, I wanted to finish it if I had time later today. No worries. Um, that was one thing. It's like as much time as I felt like I had, I was also just, like, equally busy with, you know.
0: Huh. Yeah, you had your uh, job interview, right? Yeah, I had a job interview, which uh, went
1: really well. Uh, Honestly, like the best job interview I've ever had. (laughs) Um, And I tell people like how it went down and they're just like, that doesn't sound like a good interview. And I'm like, well, you had to be there. Like, (laughs) You know, I I told someone, I was like, yeah, like we talked about Iron Man for like six minutes (laughs) and they're like, that doesn't sound good. I'm like, but it was like because it came up organically, like through the course of like me talking about myself, you know. (laughs) <laughs> and like somebody made an offhanded remark about Iron Man, and I just like ran with it. And then they were like, "Oh, like you? Oh, you're into that? Oh, great! This is so cool, you know." And it's like, it, it started because I had somehow got into the fact that I was uh, interested in blacksmithing, and I'm taking a blacksmithing course uh, coming up. And uh, oh, just like Iron Man, man, you can make it your own Iron Man suit. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, man! I'm gonna, you know, it's like do all this and that. And it was really fun and really laid back, and we talked for a whole sixty minutes before they literally had to kick me out. So, <laughs> and then they literally contacted my reference. They were like, "We're gonna contact your references," uh, and they told me that like, I got, the, I had the email when I got home, and then the next day they had contacted my references. So, yeah, man,
0: that's awesome. Yeah.
1: So yeah, so, uh, don't
0: worry about not getting the episode up. I was just giving you a hard time.
1: Yeah, uh no, I'm definitely going to get it up. Um I don't want to skip a week if I can avoid it. So, yeah. even if it's late, and then I'll ke- I'll get back on schedule. Um Yeah, it's just one of those things. It's like mm,
0: sorry. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I mean we if you think about like our media output, this week was the most productive we've ever been because we had 9 yeah. hours of game jam yesterday and then like several other times where we did multi-hour sessions on uh on Twitch, so Yeah. We were pretty good in that regard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I have well, I have like an eight gigabyte video file that I could chop up and post maybe on YouTube if people wanted to watch our game jam. If you think that's yeah, you a good could post idea. parts of it at least. Yeah. That might be fun. Yeah. So I'll just keep that in our back pocket for a little bit. But uh. Cool. All right. So my challenge to you this week, Rhett, is to do at least one pixel daily. One pixel how does that, daily. How does that sound? At least one. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right. Write, write it out right now. Oh, and uh, I want you to, to post it to our Twitter.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I would.
0: Okay. I'll do that. Gonna... What, am I
1: going to keep my art to myself, bro? Well, your <laughs>
0: spaceship you haven't posted, have you?
1: Oh, yeah. I well, it's not finished. I never finished it. No, Well, finish it. Whatever. It looks fine, I guess. I could post it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got for me? Nothing? Um, no, I got a challenge for you. All right. <laughs> um, create an Instagram account. Ooh. Um, you can make it for your... I, I would encourage you to make one for yourself, but if you didn't feel comfortable with that, you can make one for Game Devs Quest, but I feel like most podcast uh, based... Uh, Instagram accounts like usually pretty much fail. So I think if you make one for yourself, then you could post stuff related to your podcast if you wanted. But then also if something ever happened to the podcast and just like, you know, years down the road or whatever, uh, it's not just like a dead account. You can use
0: it for yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so, a good point. I was going to say, um, I don't, you... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I don't take pictures like hardly ever for some reason, but I am doing more art. So maybe I could just post my art. Right,
1: exactly. Uh, I used to follow, like I was telling you before, uh, Eric from high school, and he was just posting his daily sketches. like, um, um, Also, like, a lot of, like, and now they have the ability to, like, post videos. So, like, oh, people, cool. you can post, like, 15-second videos. Like, I posted the other day, uh, a little scene, or it was, like, a couple weeks ago, I posted a cut uh, of, like, my screen on Fruity Loops of, like, what I had recorded and oh that's like cool with sound so like to let people like listen to like a little clip of it you know yeah Um, and also like you know I just post pictures of like I don't know I, I need to get more active on it because it is one of my favorites but I quit being so active on it because I'm of my current phone when I had Android I was doing oh, it all yeah. the time but but um, but it's fun dude it's and it's easy it's just pictures you know what I mean and the yeah. way you can express yourself and I'd encourage like yeah just share some of your like pixel dailies on there yeah. Um, sh- you know, you can do screenshots and stuff like you don't have to, um, snap it with your camera. Right. Um, but, uh, okay. But I'd encourage you to like, also like, I mean, cause you're a film dude, you know, it's yeah. like, remember how much fun we had? Like thinking about how to like visually tell that story. Like if yeah. you see something cool, like I imagine you're a lot like me in that regard. It's like, you see something cool out in the world, like grab a picture of it, you know, frame it and, and, and not you know I mean frame it on the camera like you know grab it the right way to show the world like what you see when you see something cool like because a lot of times like a lot of my pictures on there are stuff that I just thought like looked really cool and I could grab it in a cool way you know yeah so
0: all right I'll do it
1: cool feel free to add me when you get on there you can follow (laughs) me and
0: I'll follow I'll follow back all right (laughs) I like I follow you, and you're like deny or whatever. Like don't follow <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, um, yeah, we're excited to share share about our game jam. We will once we have it finished, we'll share the the finished product with you guys, and you know see what see what you decide to do, whether you'd melt the the earth or not. <laughs> so right on. All right, well, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Game Devs Quest. Make sure to follow us at at Game Devs Quest on Twitter. Also email gdc at airpodcast.com. GDQ. Oh, oh, I said GDC, didn't I? GDQ, my bad. It's because of the Game Developers (laughs) Conference. Oh, yeah. Watch that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, thanks for tuning in, guys. We will catch you later. Two damn music, yeah.